to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about, past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. That's Eric Creech. Kyle Whitley is still on paternity leave, and I'm Ashby Brame. Yay! We're telling you what's popping with culture. What? No. Well, okay. you just you keep trying to be Kyle, and I appreciate it. Yeah, but, but it's no not the same. It's not the same. I can't bring the hype like he does. Brings his level of enthusiasm. He has so much enthusiasm. We miss My him. goodness. Anyway, we have a very special episode today, so we're going to go ahead and get down to business. All right, before we do that, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcasts, and of course, Rate and review us. Five stars or five meow meow beans only. We're going to try really hard not to Brita this one today. Also, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at What the What Media, all one, one word. word. And find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. And please share with your friends if you enjoyed today's episode or one of the 90 plus other What the What episodes we have available in the archives. Now, about that very special episode. Yes. Today. Yes. On the podcast. Cool, cool, with cool. Us, we have the host of Return to Beacon Hills, a Teen Wolf rewatch podcast. Yes. Please welcome to the What the What Pod, Will, Calissa, and Kate. Yay. Hey, Hello. thank you for having us. We're so excited to have y'all. Like, so, so stoked. Excited We're to be here. So excited yes. to be here. Yeah. So we're the hosts of Return to Beacon Hills, a Teen Wolf Rewatch podcast. Every week we are watching and talking about the hit MTV series one episode at a time. We also interview people who worked on the show so listeners can get all that hot Teen Wolf goss. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RTBH Podcast, as well as on Tumblr and TikTok at Return to Beacon Hills. You can also email us at Return to Beacon Hills at gmail.com. Nice. Very good job. Nice. Very good job. So what we're doing here is a bit of a crossover, if you will. Okay. So um, Kalissa and I, we're going to get real fandom-y here for a yes. second. Uh, we're going to go back, way back in the in the time machine. We're flashing back. Yes. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> anyway. um, so Kalissa and I met many moons ago at a Supernatural fan convention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, yes. Because why not? Um Oops. And we as one have, does. Yes, as one does. Um, we played pool with the stars of Supernatural. You were there for that, right? I didn't yeah, know Yeah, uh, it was, Jim Beaver was definitely there. I remember yes. him. And Aldous Hodge, who's now like practically an Oscar. <gasps> oh my movie. God, yeah. I played pool I... with him. Can't believe Oh my God, jealous. Anywho, yeah. I, I, did I never tell you guys that story? I feel like I, I, I texted Kalissa at some point and was like, hey, I know I just met you and like we exchanged something. Was it like a photo op or something? Yeah, I think it was a photo op. Yeah. Yes. I was like, but you need to get to the hotel bar right now. It's 2 a.m. But if you're awake, like the entire cast just walked into the hotel bar and we're playing pool with them. So get here. <laughs> it was really wow. amazing. And you're a saint. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You're like was, a real bro. That's yeah. that was the move. Yeah, it was Jim Beaver, Misha Collins, um, Aldous Hodge. I think Alona Tall was with them. I mean, it was basically everyone who was on the show at that point, except Jensen and Jared. Right. Anyway, so that's how Kalissa and I met. And um, we haven't met IRL since then, but we've stayed friends on social. (laughs) And um, so she contacted me like a few months ago and she said, hey, I know that you're a huge Teen Wolf fan, which I am, even though I don't talk about it a lot on my pod because Kyle and Eric don't watch Teen Wolf, but I'm a huge fan. But I will. And uh, 
he said, we're doing a Teen Wolf rewatch and we're doing a podcast about it and we'd love you to be on an episode. And if there's something that like we could be on your podcast about, that would be awesome. And so I will be guest starring on your podcast very soon in the coming mm-hmm. weeks. And um, in conversation about what we could talk about on our podcast, I asked what you guys were big fans of. And Calissa said, well, you know, Will, who you guys all have sort of an L.A. background. You've all worked at one time and lived in L.A. And she said, well, uh, Will, who also worked on the set of Teen Wolf, ended up working for one season on Community. Do you guys watch Community? And I was like, do we? (laughs) And Ashley was like, no, I don't. (laughs) But... I said, that is literally Eric's favorite show, and we've never been able to do an episode about it because Kyle and I refuse to watch it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're missing out. I don't know. It's I so good. really are missing out. It's, it's so good. Very, it very good. time-consuming, which is a really poor excuse um, because I recently just rewatched the entirety of Teen Wolf, so like, I clearly <laughs> have the time. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I had a friend, um, a guy I coach with, uh, he's never seen Community, so we got together like every Sunday for – six months uh, since like last September, October, we just finished the run of community. So it does take a little while. It's a, you know, we watch two or three episodes a night, um, every week, but right now it's only six season, seasons. There's no movie. Okay. Just six seasons. Yet. You have to commit. Yeah. Okay. There is no movie. Holding yet. Okay. So, okay. I can do that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's that. just, but it's definitely worth your time. Um, yeah. In past episodes, like we would have like these ranking episodes, like you know, name your favorite Christmas TV episode, and of course, I go to regional holiday music from Community, where I literally sat there for twenty minutes and sang all the songs. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. I sang "Baby Boomer Santa," I sang a "Jehovah's Secret Witness." I mean, just oh sang them all. You know, why is the piano playing that song? You know, just whatever. I did it all. You know, love Mr. Rad, and you know, hate he killed the previous Glee Club, but whatever. Um, so, like, just really love this show. I love how smart it is. I love. Um, I love that it's not your typical sitcom where in the beginning it, it kind of sets you at the believe, hey, this is guy meets girl and they're going to fall in love. No, it turns that on its head really soon. I can't wait to ask about that, by the way. Um, but just uh, love the show and just um, when Ashby had called, uh, I don't know if you called or if you texted. I texted or, and I said, Eric, are you sitting down? Yes, that's literally like, Eric, what are you doing? And I'm I like, love that. No, you go sit down. And she's like, well, long story short, I'm going to be doing a podcast with uh, Return to Beacon Hills. I don't know if that was the name y'all had at the time. I just or, said, or a Teen Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Team Wolf fan friends. But one of their one of their people worked on community and they're willing to do a community episode. And yes, I freaked out a little bit. It was really awesome. And I've been looking forward to this day. Like this is better than my birthday this year. This is gonna be like one of my highlights of the year. So so excited. I'm really glad that y'all are gonna be joining us to talk about this. Um because it's been a long time coming for me. Like one of the whole point of us doing a podcast is so I can talk about my, some of my favorite things. And community is definitely one of my favorite things. Isn't so. that why we all started podcasts? Just exactly. Talk about our favorite things. So. Exactly. Well, this is great, and I certainly don't feel pressure. No, no, no pressure. <laughs> no so, pressure. Don't Better be than the birthday. AT&T of people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, don't don't be a pizza burn on the roof of the world's mouth. I mean, don't, don't be, be the, the opposite, opposite of Batman. Don't rid of this one, okay? Yeah, don't feel pressure to make this the best day of Eric's life or anything. No, 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 no pressure at all. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! So all that to say, on today's episode, listeners, we are taking a deep dive, dive into one of Eric's favorite shows of all time, 
community. Um, so, this is your spoiler warning. We recommend that you get streets ahead. Yes. And watch the show before you listen. If, if you, you don't, don't know what that means, spoil. you're already streets behind. I don't know what that means. <laughs> It's like slang. It was just in the script, so I read it. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so if, if you have listened to this point, then you clearly know that this is a four to five or one to four ratio of people who are super into this show and know everything about it, and then me, who have seen eight to ten episodes. But they were max. great episodes. Just and saying. also randomly, so I don't know what season those episodes were. We'll I you. don't know the plot of that season. You don't need to know. I've just seen super <laughs> random. I've seen one of the paintball episodes. I've seen something about pillow forts. Yeah. I've seen um, something Boy, about uh, mm, the one where they the dean gets like kidnapped or something. Mm-hmm. I love Dean Pelton. We better yes. have him. About He's Dean. a regular Joe on the weekends, right? Saw, <laughs> ooh, the magic trampoline one. Oh, yes. yes. That that's all. I can oh remember. my god, Josh was racist. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> We normally kick off with a summary of what we're about to talk about, whether it's a movie or a TV show. So I'm going to try to give a summary <laughs> of Community based on what I know about it. And then we're going to have Eric give an actual summary. Mostly. <laughs> Maybe. So I think that Community is a show about a group of people who are basically all frenemies, who have a study group together at a local community college and then get into shenanigans. That's actually pretty close. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not pretty wrong close. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, so, That's it. That's all I've got. So I watched Community for the first time. I think it was like on iTunes as a free episode with the pilot, um, which is the first place I saw it and just fell in love immediately. So Jeff Winger, played by the wonderful Joel McHale, um, is a lawyer. And he has been disbarred because... Uh, he said he had a bachelor's degree from Columbia, but now he needs one from America. So he goes to his old friend, um, uh, played by, John. oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, John Oliver. Yeah, John Oliver. Oliver um, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his character I'm, name. I'm just blanking now because, you know, of course I am. But uh, he goes to his friend, played by John Oliver, who works at a um, local community college. He wants to get all the test answers, wants to go ahead and coach through four years of undergrad, get that law degree from America so he can get back into the law firm. Um, and he sees this girl named Britta, played by Jillian Jacobs, and he just, you know, has a crush on her. He has a little bit of, you know, hey, what's up, girl? And wants to just, you know, hang out with her, you know, you know, whatever. And she's studying for Spanish, and he's like, well, I have a Spanish study group. And he lies his way through, like, you know, I'm a tutor. I'm taking it as an easy credit. And he bursts out a bunch of Spanish words that she doesn't understand because she needs tutoring. So, of course, she doesn't understand. And so he thinks that's just the easy way to get with Britta. And she invites um, Abed, who, wonderful, Danny Pewdie, wonderful. Oh, my God. So um, who then invites other people from the class, Annie, Shirley, Pierce, and Troy. And turns out they, you know, they realize that Jeff is not a tutor, but they're willing to work together to try to get through Spanish um, and get through their Spanish class who uh, the professor or the teacher, he's not a professor, they make a point of that later in the, in the, in the season, <laughs> um, played by uh, Dr. Ken Jong, who is wonderful as Chang. Um, and 
that's how their group forms. And then as the time goes on, they get into some shenanigans because Greendale is a weird, magical, lovely place yeah. where wonderful things happen like playing pool in shorts. Did y'all play pool in shorts when y'all were at your convention? Because you should have because real men sure. and women play pool in shorts. I want you that's to know right. that. That's right. Because <laughs> it, is a, it is a physical sport and you should dress accordingly. Accordingly, exactly. Um, and then as the seasons go on, they take anthropology together. They take biology together. Jeff and Pierce almost don't take that class together because they end up getting kicked out or not into the class. And they realize the table's magic. They just try to destroy the table. Anyway, um, they take history together. We're not going to talk about that year. Jeff comes back as a teacher. I mean, just really good stuff. And, um, you know, just it's more about the relationships built amongst the classmates. Of, you know, their little family uh, along the way. It's really sweet uh, at the core of the show. So... That's my premise of community without just talking about every single episode in detail because this podcast would last forever if I did yes. that. Correct. So I want to go ahead and uh, pave the way here. Will, um, Will, you actually worked on season one of Community. That's right. Um, if you want to just talk about your tie into that show and, um, I don't know, just give a brief descri- description of what you did and how, yeah. Uh, yeah, All the stuff, I, yes. <laughs> uh, I was an office PA on the first season of Community. I got hired on to do the pilot. Um, my then writing partner's girlfriend was the producer's assistant to, I think, uh, Patrick Kimlin, who was one of the producers on the show. And so she got me on to the pilot and I did the pilot and it was a lot of fun. And then a couple of months later when they got the pickup, I got uh, hired on to be an office PA. And so I worked with uh, a couple of the cool guys, uh, Dan Margolis and Tim Kolesk. We were the office PAs uh, for that season on the show. And yeah, we were on the Paramount lot. It was a lot of fun and it was just great. It was, it was fantastic. So nice. working in TV is very stressful. It is um, awful at times, but always awesome at the same time. Um, I don't know really how to describe it. Some people it might not be awesome for, but uh, for me, my experience was, it was always, it was always great. It was a lot of fun. So that's really awesome. <clears throat> so making a face because I was a terrible PA. I was just really, really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be awful at it too. I think I would, I think I, I have no experience in Los Angeles, Hollywood, um, television writing, any of that, because I've never been to California, but I can imagine me like just being on a set somewhere and I would just fanboy like every five seconds. I would not last a day. Just, <laughs> just I, there, I get overly excited about everything. So <laughs> for me, there wasn't like a lot of fanboying going on just because like, I didn't know any of these actors. Cause like, except for Chevy Chase and, um, uh, Joel, Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe McHale. Yeah. Why, why I was blanking on that. They were like the names of right. that series at that time. Now, now, granted, everybody else is now a name. But oh, yeah, at absolutely. the time, they were like the names. And um, I mean, I didn't really care about Chevy Chase too much. So that wasn't a thing. And I and I knew Joel McHale from just um, Talk Soup. Yes. You yeah. know, and um, yeah, so there really wasn't like a lot of fanboying for me at least going on it wasn't like i was working on something where it's like oh my god i know all of these people i need to keep myself in check the whole time it was just like nope these are just apartments not two feet away from you okay that's (laughs) that's that's honest but you know whatever (laughs) um no that never happened but um yeah so it was just a lot of fun it was it was a great time 
That's fantastic. Um, so next, uh, here in our little script here, we're talking about our favorite episodes. And there's just, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, they have over 100 episodes. And I would say a good three-fourths, four-fifths of them are like, any at any point could be one of your favorites. Like, there's just, there's not a lot of low-quality episodes in this right. room. Um, would any of y'all like to volunteer to go first and talk about your favorite episode and why? I'll go. Yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, my favorite episode is Remedial Chaos Theory. Nice. Season it's three. so great. Um, I feel like it is a perfect example of community uh, balancing being hilarious and also being a little bit touching and sweet. Uh, it's also a great example of community subverting expectations, which was possibly its greatest strength as a show. Yes. And, um, and it also introduced sort of the alternate timeline convention that mm -hmm. ended up being kind of a runner on the show and really only became funnier as it went on with the, the darkest timeline episode and, yes. um, and that sort of thing. So I love that episode. It's hilarious. Um, and I, I never watched the scene where they finally let Britta sing Roxanne without smiling. Yes. It's impossible to watch that scene without smiling. If you can watch it without smiling, it, you might be a sociopath. Yeah, you might be dead inside. You might be dead inside. Yes. It's so, it's, it's great. So that, that's my favorite episode. And it was kind of like, I was, when I saw that question, I was like scrolling through the episodes trying to figure out, and I was thinking this is going to be so hard. Cause as you said, there aren't a lot of duds in the, the run of community. There were so many episodes that I scrolled by and I was like, that's a perfectly respectable answer. That's a perfectly respectable answer. And then I got to remedial chaos theory and I was like, oh no, it's that one. Absolutely. Because of all the things that I mentioned, but th there really aren't a lot of bad answers to that question. No, no, there's not. Unless you pick something from season four. <laughs> Wait, there was a Gas season four? Exactly. Ghastly here. Sorry. <laughs> um, Calissa, how about you go uh, next, if you don't mind? Okay, sure. So I also really loved um, Remedial Chaos Theory, and I really loved the one that Will, I know Will's going to pick. But mine was introduction to teaching because of the whole storyline with Abid taking a uh, Nick Cage bitter yes. math class. <laughs> oh my god! I'm a cat. What? Yeah. I'm a sexy, sexy cat. cat. Sexy yes. cat. <laughs> I would have given anything to be able to take a Nick Cage good or bad class in college. Like, oh my god, that's. Ugh. We've actually it, discussed this topic like in all seriousness yes. before. I am a hardcore cage fan <laughs> and okay. i don't know if he's good or bad but i am there for all of it he always be caging i always be caging <laughs> yeah. abc abc caging. i really like how shirley kind of puts it he's you know where she's like if i appeared in over 75 films i might too accidentally win an oscar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, that's such a good example of like a line that's kind of a throw throwaway line and is still gold yes right. you know <laughs> Yes. Um, but yeah, and when it breaks out, when Danny um, Pudi breaks out his Nick Cage uh, impersonation, I was just, oh my god, he nailed it. He's just yes. so spot on. <laughs> I really think Danny Pudi's just underrated as an actor. Uh, I mean, he's yes, so absolutely. good. Um, and it, it comes back to the heart of that episode, too, where Shirley and Abed are having that conversation. And Shirley's like, well, I don't know if he's Jesus, but he clearly works in mysterious ways. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, such a good episode. Oh, my goodness. That, that was, it's a, it's a oh great episode. Oh, my goodness. I wasn't expecting that one. That's so good. Wow. 
Yeah. All yeah. A minuses yeah. are made up. Just mm. oh my god! And the the, the Hellraiser reference from Shirley yes. is yes. such a great. And then like that's such a good scene because it's again it's subverting expectations. It's not something you would expect Shirley to say. And mm-hmm. then when they cut to Abed and he has this look of just like euphoria, and it's so sweet in a yes. way where you're like. Shirley just in like two sentences just restored Abed's faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's such a short little scene. It just is like, yeah, it, it's exceptional. We also have a reference to Pinhead in space, which is just awesome. <laughs> which is excellent, yeah. Yes, fantastic. Um, Will, uh, what's your favorite episode? My favorite episode is Modern Warfare uh, from season one. It's just a fantastic episode. Like, Basically, all episodes of the show are really, really good, and I I think that has that really comes down to Dan Harmon and the writers. Yes. Like, because I remember when I was working on the show, the floor we were on in our building was just a giant square, and so you basically if you had to go somewhere, you just had to walk around this square like to get to the exit or whatever, and you would have to walk by. We didn't have to, but I because at that time I knew but he I did. <laughs> I did. I wanted to be. A writer. I wanted to be a writer's assistant. I was trying. So anytime I could accidentally walk by the writer's room, I would, you know, even if it took me out of my way and all that. But they, the writers, when you go by, they had <clears throat> like a long writer's table and they each had a computer monitor. And uh, Sona, uh, Sona Panos, who was the writer's assistant, would be at this little desk at the end. And she was on the, com- the actual computer and everybody was seeing what she was typing. And they were always, always working so hard on the scripts. Just always you know and i remember like they would spend hours and hours and hours on one scene or one line just to be like what is the absolute best way to tell the story of this episode of this scene of this little moment and like they would have you know like like basically every writer's room just whiteboards everywhere and filled out and they'd have dan Harmon's famous story circle up there for mm-hmm. each episode and like how they were breaking it down and figuring it out and and I, I don't want to say it was like a formula, but it was kind of a formula, but it was just, um, they kind of nailed how to tell a story, but it was just like, you know, knowing how to do something and then the doing is are two totally different things, but they just tried so hard on every single episode to make them good. And um, yeah, so, I mean, the show is just like Teen Wolf. It has no right to be that good. Like, you know, like, cause I feel like, when people start watching community, you're like, oh, it's just a sitcom. Oh, it's just a show about werewolves and vampires or something, uh, you know. Um, but then you watch it, and you're yeah, like, and you're like, oh my god, like what? Like how is this just so good, you know? And and like you were saying with the pilot, I feel like they kind of trick you mm-hmm. with the pilot. Mm-hmm. Most very similar to, and I think Kate can back me up. The first season of Fringe, yes, they trick yeah. you into thinking. Oh, it's X Files, and then they're like, "Oh, is it though?" X-Files and, light. Um, it's X Files light, <laughs> and then it becomes something all all its own. And I feel like with the community pilot, that's what happened. We're like, "Oh, you think you know what you're getting," and then they just spun it off but, into pure no. gold. But um, I'm sorry, this is very long winded. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, Modern Warfare is fantastic. It was a lot of fun to work on. Justin Lin, super nice guy. Very, very nice. Would talk to people all the time. And then, of course, he goes and just revitalizes the Fast and Furious franchise. And all that. It's just like, what, what is happening here? dollar franchise. Yeah, exactly. But then, but I mean, like, like he was, he took community so seriously because he did a couple episodes and they're all fantastic. And, um, but my, my biggest, the reason I chose 
Modern Warfare was because, you know, the bit at the end when Jeff comes diving in super slow motion out of the, yes. the out awesome of the study shot. room. Fantastic shot. I did the test for that shot. Oh, we got a call one day in the office. And they're like, hey, someone needs to go down and help them test like the Phantom camera, um, which is a, a digital camera that shoots incredibly. shoots like thousands and thousands of frames per second. And I think Sergio or Sean or someone was just like, uh, Will, go, go, go do that. And I was like, okay. And so I went down there and um, they filmed me for a little while, just running and diving, not onto mats, unfortunately. So I oh, really my. messed up my shoulder. <laughs> it I wasn't until like four or five takes that um, Rhonda Robinson, our uh, awesome uh, prop master, came in and was like, oh my God, she drug in a mat for me. And they're, they're like, oh, well, we're done. It's like, oh, well, thank God, I guess. But um, yeah, so that's like my abiding memory of that particular episode. And it was a lot of fun. And actually, if y'all want, I will send y'all that footage. Yes. Oh, yes. Of me crashing into the floor like a fool um, multiple, multiple times. And you'll also see uh, uh, Rhonda doing the same and firing paintballs. Uh, wow. They shot okay. her a whole a couple of different times at different frame rates, and I feel like um, you're yeah. really holding up for me what I imagine being a PA in Hollywood is like because it's like on any given day you come into work and they're like, "Hey, one of the actors needs something," or like, "Hey, will you just like bodily fling yourself through this doorway <laughs> multiple times?" Like, there just... is a lot of that, but I'll be honest, ninety nine percent of the job is go get coffee, or I need a billion copies of this, please. Okay. Yeah. Those are that's that's really it. You vacillate back and or forth. Or it's like perimeter. Yeah. Perimeter or that. Duty. Or that you, was or, our big yeah. thing as like a set yeah. PA is like stand here and make sure no one goes by. That's right. And yeah. that's super fun to do at 4 a.m. Uh, on Hollywood Boulevard whenever there's a bunch of drunk people going by and you're like, sorry, right. you can't pass, and they're like, well, I want to, and you don't actually have any authority. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's there's nothing. There's it's like lockdowns. I'm five one, but bow to me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's yeah. Uh, lockdowns. Drunk, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, lockdowns are tough because yeah. it's like oh, you have yeah. no authority. Right. But but the producer is like, well, just stop them, and it's like, no. <laughs> Wait, how? What? Yeah. How? How? I can't physically okay. lay hands on them because I right. will get murdered. You're right. Mm. Can we say? Arrested. Can we say what show this was? Oh, okay. We don't work in LA, Kate. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Screw it. Uh, so this was the pilot of Lucifer. Um, oh. And we were there for the. Um, but there's like a bus bus crash, which was really. Is it? That's a blow up or something. I can't actually remember. It was a. Cr I think it was just a crash. crash. I don't think there's an explosion. Yeah, it was really cool to see that. It was um, so cool. That was really cool because we were right there when they. Yeah. Found that. Yeah. But less cool. And someone, I think they did have to call the cops at one point because, like, someone came over and, like, shoved another PA into a car. Into a car, yeah. Not, like, in... I keep bumping my mic. Not, like, pulling them into a car, but, right, like... Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah just, like, pushing yeah. them up against a car to try to get past them. And, you know, they... This isn't, like... They had all the correct permits and everything. This isn't... You know, we're not, like, oh, my God, this was illegal. It's just... Uh, the point that we're trying to make is that people don't like to listen to you even when you do have you know, permits and everything yeah. to, to yeah. be there. And yeah. it was that was that was difficult because it is such a busy thoroughfare normally. This was Hollywood right. Boulevard. Right. But I mean, the upside to it is we got to see this like really cool scene being filmed on Hollywood Boulevard at night. Did you so get to lay eyes on Lucifer himself? Yeah, he was, he was there. Yeah, he oh, was cool. there. Cool, cool, cool. Get, like, I know he was on that scene. I literally uh, have never seen Lucifer, but only because of Tumblr, I know how 
thirsty that fandom is. That that is yeah. a thirsty. He's so hot. Yeah. But I didn't I honestly like it was kind of like what Will was saying. I had no idea who he was and yeah, I, we weren't we weren't like right. close to him either. It was more like he's filming like getting into a car and driving. Right. Um which not, you know, I guess is something because not every time you see a character from a slight different distance get into a car and drive off is it actually them? So that you Correct. know there's yeah. there's mm -hmm. there's that but um but yeah, and then it was interesting because for a while, you know, it was on our IMDb pages and we kept, we looked at, we would get on our IMDb pages to add something we'd worked on, right? Because we're not working most of the time on like big name production. So you have to add your own credits and make sure that like your, your page looks like you've been working. Um, and we'd get on there and it would say Lucifer uh, TV movie. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh man, does that mean it's not going forward? Because that means that it's not going to look that cool on our IMDb page if it's not even a series. And it was because there was so much space in between them filming the pilot and it getting greenlit to go to series. But uh, finally okay. it did and ended up having a whole bunch of seasons. And so that was really cool for us because, I mean, it sucked that we only got to work on the pilot. But, it, you know, once it went forward, it was like, oh, now this looks good. <laughs> if this right. had just been yeah. like they Absolutely. only ever aired the pilot and called it like a TV movie, that would have been it wouldn't have been that cool. Yeah. yeah. My, my only experience with Lucifer was his crossover in Crisis on Infinite yes. Earths last year uh, with the Arrowverse. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. oh, is that is yes. Lucifer a DC property yes yeah yes and oh, they thought they they he yes. crossed over like he was on earth 666 ironically and yes um, ah. constantine <laughs> ran into one another but, uh, and there constantine was had to do something to go to hell to mm -hmm. uh, oh. get oliver queen it was i don't know it was really yes. good but I, I was like really taken with his appearance he did a really good job it was nice okay so. also i again. thought it was just a show <laughs> about Satan or something. I don't Sorry, know. could you define tension? <laughs> but keep it family friendly. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen John Constantine do anything in the? I uh, actually Matt? have not. Oh, so I don't. Uh, Matt I, okay. Smith. Okay, is that, is Matt, I think it's Matt. No. no, no, Matt Smith's the doctor. Who? He's the doctor. Who plays <laughs> John Constantine? Oh my god, Keanu Reeves. Hey. He's the Constantine of my heart. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, along with Nick no, Cage, I'm a no. big. She's Keanu a big Keanu stan. No, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay, so Matt Ryan plays Constantine, not the NFL football player. And he his <laughs> his actual Constantine show got canceled, and so they shuffled him into Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow season four. Oh. And Arrow season four, oh. and he plays Constantine to the comic he's canon. Perfect. perfect. So he's oh. bisexual, pansexual, poly, it, yeah, all something. the things. All the things. And so he runs into Lucifer <laughs> and, and they're kind of like doing this like haven't seen no, you in a while. Here, yeah. What's up? <laughs> and it's amazing. It's hilarious. Hey, wait, someone put this on my agenda for next week, please. Make <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <Note> to self. Make a note to self. I am inter interested in that kind of stuff, but then I'm like, Everything on the CW was like, you know, seemed to cross over with each other. Yes. Like, I don't even know where to start. Now. Correct. Like, yeah, like, how do like, I dive My into advice this? to you would be right. start with Arrow. Like, I didn't really get into Flash. I did watch the crossover episodes with Flash. Um, but I would just start with Arrow and see if that's your cup of tea. And then when they do the Flash right. crossovers, maybe try an episode or two. But right. Arrow's the baby. That's where it started. For me, that's kind of where it ended because I haven't picked up on any of the other crossovers. Right. Um, it is super enmeshed. Yeah. And so it is kind of unfortunate that like 
let's say by the time you get to the last two crises they did where Tyler Hecklin is Superman and you mm -hmm. might actually want to watch it, well, now you have multiple seasons of multiple shows that you might need to catch up on to understand right. what's happening. And so that right. is a little unfortunate. Yes. But it is nice that, like, what they were doing was really unprecedented with the amount of crossovers, like, the amount of work that went into mm -hmm. the production of those. Mm -hmm. um, also, and that's fascinating from a writing perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Clearly, yes. We, just, we just need, like, a remedial Arrowverse Yes. course. Yes. And yeah. it's also interesting to listen to the actors talk about the production schedule for crossovers because as cool as they are to watch, they are, they are. awful to yes. shoot. Oh, I <laughs> oh I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, a guy that uh, all three of us know, Eric Wallace, who was a writer on Teen Wolf, Eric is the showrunner Wallace. of Flash. And mm -hmm. so, like, I texted with him in the past, and he's like, oh, we've got, we're, we're trying to plan the crossovers. And apparently they just got, like, a board that's yeah. just yeah. like, here uh -huh. are the crossovers, here are the dates, and it's just, like, a giant mess of trying yeah. to figure out how to do it and all that. So, yeah. I can imagine, like, even just with two shows, when it was just Arrow and Flash, like, that would have been kind of hard to do. But now they're, you're crossing over with Legends of Tomorrow, you're crossing over Supergirl. with Supergirl, you're doing it with Batwoman, you're doing it with the new Superman mm -hmm. and Lois, mm -hmm. Black Lightning. Lucifer, apparently, is now in the running. Apparently. I mean, they, they crossed the Infinite uh, um, Crisis on... Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, literally crossover yes. with like anything it was you could bananas. think of, including the current DC extended yeah. universe movie universe, yeah, yeah. Um, including wow. the that 1989 Flash. Batman yeah. movie, yes. the yeah. old Birds of Prey show that was right. like 2002. Like they had oh like little yes. nods yeah. to yeah. everything. So it wasn't just That's Lucifer. Awesome. Like yeah. there were a bunch of people that had like five second scenes. So like so many. Tom Welling, Tom, yeah. Kevin Conroy, Smallville, yeah. Um, oh my god, yes. Ezra Miller as the Flash, mm -hmm. had John Wesley Shipp. Is yes, the Flash yes. as well a different it version was, of the Flash, but he was from yep. the Flash show. Flash ninety nine, yeah. yes. Flash ninety 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 one. I don't know something was, like that. Yeah, it was quite the experience. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and even yeah. as someone who like didn't experience all of those things, like when they were happening, I still recognize like yeah. how awesome it was. They were to pull in so many different yeah. things and just this one TV thing. I mean, just so cool. But this but is it, a community episode. So. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> now I wish that... Now, now we're an Arrow episode. Look at it. We're doing another crossover here. Yes. Yeah. I wish Teen Wolf had had a crossover because we could have had, like, the Jackass edition. <laughs> yeah. Or yes. something where uh -huh. it's just, like, Scott and Styles like, just jumping out of windows. Yes. Or something. 100%. And Derek in the background just shaking his head. To yeah. Yeah. So, so. complete... Uh, Complete honesty, back, uh, getting us back on track. Complete honesty. I asked you three to go first because I needed to narrow my list down. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. I'm going to give some shout-outs to some episodes that are not my, like, I'm not picking as my favorite today, but they very well could be my favorites, like, tomorrow or mm -hmm. two days. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a couple, you know, Spanish 101, which is the second episode, just for Ken Jong's I'm a Spanish genius. My nickname is El Tigre. I mean, just, <laughs> I actually quote that in classes. Um, so, um, that episode's great. Um... The Eric's a teacher in Oh yeah, I'm a physical education teacher. So. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> I love the art of discourse and contemporary American poultry. Um that episode <laughs> where where Abed is, you know, he's always wanted to be in a mafia movie. And then you, it's the, you yeah, know, the the mafia episode, yeah. Yep. Um, Art of Discourse is where uh, Jeff and Britta are being made fun of by the high school kids getting their credits at the community college. And, oh God, right. um, so Anthropology 101, just for the image of Betty White beating the crap out of Joel McHale. Yes. Uh, and then the end scene where Abed and Troy are 
redoing their Spanish rap to fit it into the anthropology rap, and then they break into singing Africa by Toto. <laughs> wonderful. Which is um, one of Will's favorite songs, by the way. I feel one like I of, jump in uh, if you had to put a gun in my head, say, like, it might be my favorite song. Af- Africa is in my top five of ever, ever, yeah. ever. Yes. Um, Messianic Myths and Ancient Peoples, where Abed <laughs> makes a film about Jesus and, you know, about God following around him with his camera, but then he's being filmed by God's camera and blah, 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 and the title of the film is Abed. And <laughs> um, Mixology Certifications, great episode. Um, co- cooperative Calligraphy, uh, we mentioned Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, critical Film Studies, the pop, uh, the Pulp Fiction episode, yeah. which yeah. is actually a My Dinner with Andre episode. <laughs> the season two finale, Fistle uh, Paintballs for a Few Paintballs More, where you have the Western and the Star it, Wars. The Spaghetti Western episodes. Yep. So wonderful. Um, oh my goodness. I'm just, I feel like I'm just listing all the episodes. <laughs> just open up IMDb um, and just read no. yeah, just Regional read Holiday Music I mentioned earlier. Pillows and Blankets is great. Um, you know, we made them just pick one. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm getting to my one. I'm, her, uh, are you? This I is context. He's Maybe giving us context. These are all the ones that wasn't my favorite here. These cooperative are the uh, yeah. Cooperative uh, polygraphy uh, in geothermal escapism. Um, analysis of court-based networking just for the uh, bear down for midterms. Um, app development and condiments for Meow Meow Beans. Um, <laughs> modern espionage and wedding videography when Garrett gets married and um, they bring in uh, Keith David uh, to play uh, Elroy who talks about his addiction to encouraging white people his, uh, <laughs> from 2006 to 2009 I was addicted to encouraging white people <laughs> in all seriousness like this, all those didn't make it if I had to pick one to just watch forever and ever over and over and over Okay. Basic Lupine Urology, season three. <laughs> this is the Law and Order spoof episode. Oh, I've seen this one. I've made you watch this one, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it was spot on. Yes. Like, spot nailed on. It. So I nailed it. The Even the title is a shout out to Dick Wolf. You know, basic Lupine, Lupine being like werewolf mm-hmm. wolf, mm-hmm. Um, urology, dick. Um, so dick wolf. Um, what? what? <laughs> and uh, I felt like they just, as someone who grew up loving Law and Order, Law and Order SVU still, and they nailed down like the, how that episode flows, you know, where they have, you got Troy and Abed who just seem to go into the role of cops. You know, Shirley, who's immediately the captain of, you know, you know, I need you to canvas for witnesses. We got 24 hours to this. You know, this trail runs cold, and uh, it's been a long. It's, it's been a long 15 years. I mean, she just goes into it. Uh, Troy and Abed, who are just perfect at you know interviewing people. Troy with a Spider-Man tie. Little shout out to his, you know, his wanting to be uh, cast as Spider-Man. At the, um, Donald Glover, want, you know, the rumors with him trying to be cast as Spider-Man. Um, oh, which would have been amazing, by the way. Which yes. would have been fantastic, mm-hmm. absolutely. Their interrogation of Starburns. Look, my partner's <laughs> a bad cop. I'm a good cop. You can trust me. Wait, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> and you don't have to keep me here because you're not cops. <laughs> Shirley knocks on the window or the fish tank. He's right. You're not cops. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Annie, like, you know, being the lawyers and interrogating Todd. I mean, just, oh my. Where do I start? It's just, and then the, the surprise ending. With Starburns blowing up in his meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, it is goodness. it is incredible. It that is one of my episode. you know, it's just one of my favorite episodes. It's my favorite today. It might not be tomorrow. It might be in my top twenty tomorrow. Who knows? But today, basically Pine Urology is my favorite. So 
Nice. It's a good pick. Nice. Good pick. Good pick, sir. Thank you. Sorry, I I didn't mean to take you on a 10 minute rabbit rabbit hole to get there. Yes, you did. But it's, yes, I did. You're right. No complaints. (laughs) I'm here for it. No notes. No notes, yes. Um, So, so, Will, um, you worked on season one as we talked about earlier. I do have a few questions I want to ask specifically for you. Um, Let's start with Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, what's like to work for him. Uh, you mentioned, uh, help me out here, the circle, you know, mm-hmm. his circle. Yeah, the basic, story circle. The story circle. Can you go into some detail about what it was like to work for him and work under that um, model? That model, yes, thank you. I didn't work with him very closely. I was just okay. one of the office PA. So my, okay. the office we sat in was like on the opposite side of the floor to the gotcha. writers. Um, gotcha. I honestly didn't have too many interactions with him. Okay. Because um, they were always working, like yes, it, which makes sense. It felt like they were always, always working, especially when because every every Monday we would have a, a read through of the newest script that was going to be shooting next. They were never on time, like because we would have it at lunchtime, and like the ads will have planned it, so it's like we've got forty five minutes to do or half an hour to do this. So it's like everybody's going to walk in, sit down with their food, open the script, read, you know. 40 pages, whatever it is, get up and go back to work. Mm-hmm. Never on time. Like right. we were like waiting because the, the copier with this industrial copier in the kitchen and we were just waiting. Like we had all the paper ready and the moment the script came, like Sona or someone would run in and give it to us and we'd slap it in the machine and hit like a thousand and just start going <laughs> because they were waiting for us, you know, right. that type of right. thing. And it's just, it was never on time. And that was, and that was just because Dan was rewriting it like mm. constantly, like he and the writers are always, always on. And um, that's why the show is so good. Like they just right. went down every single conceivable story avenue possible. All the timelines. All the timelines. <laughs> trying yes. to be like, is this the best version of this line, of this scene, of this act, right. of this episode? And, you know, I mean, they ran themselves into the ground. And um, I mean, it's no secret to say that Dan had a drinking problem at right. this time. And it was it was rough, you know, but it was, he just worked so hard, you know, all the time. And it was like, I mean, there were times like, cause sometimes we hated it, but sometimes it would happen. Cause like you have 12 hours to shoot your day's worth of material. It doesn't take 12 hours. It takes 13, 14, 15 hours. So what happens is you shoot however long it takes. And then when you stop, you have to start 12 hours later. Cause you have 12 hours of turnaround. So the actors have 12 the hours. The actors have 12 right, hours of turnaround. Right. Let, me, let me rephrase. Above actors, the line, people have it. Above, yeah. above the line, they've got 12 hours of turnaround. The below the lines have the however way. much time you get. That's just right. the way it right. is. So, so what would happen is in inexorable, eventually, as would always happen, um, by the end of the week or the end of the schedule um, of shooting an episode, you're probably on nights, even if like all these scenes are daytime, but why are we starting at midnight? It's like, well, because it took X number of hours the previous day and you can't start until 12 hours after that type of thing. And so there would be days when I would be, uh, and one of the office PAs, like there were three office PAs. One would be the night PA if we were shooting overnight or whatever. And then the other two would be the day PAs. And so like, if it was your turn to be the night PA, that means you show up at call time and you leave at wrap and you're just sitting in the office waiting for, to do call sheets and anything like that. Anybody, anybody, anything, anybody needs. And, um, and there'd be times when I'd be like locking up the office, like at four in the morning and I would 
walk around to the writer's room just because I always wanted to see the awesome that was happening. And, and Dan would just be in his office, like all the lights off, but like the glow of the computer on his face. And he's just typing. He's just working, like wow. working on what it like scenes that had to be shot the next day or whatever the next outline or next script was. And um, yeah, so I mean, he, he was a fine guy. I just, he was, he drove himself and the other writers to exhaustion, just trying to make so, it as good as I possible. Do, I do have a question and mm-hmm. you might not be able to answer it because I know you were only on season one and sometimes this can change as the show grows, but you talk about how tight the writing is. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like community was the kind of show where the actors were being asked to read the script as it was because the writing was tight or were they still allowed to kind of riff? Oh man, I honestly don't remember, but I want to say it was, I mean, they've, if the writers have killed themselves writing this scene, you need to do this scene. But obviously, I mean, you've got like, I mean, pretty much by the end of the first season, everyone on that show is like a comic genius. I mean, obviously Chevy Chase, Joel McHale, you know, and we know that, uh, uh, you know, we know within, uh, we know that Donald Glover hilarious you know and and it's just everyone's really funny they're all these actors are hired because they're great you know so of course there's going to be ad-libbing now and then but i want to say that it was you got to stick to the script you know just because the writers put in the time for this right and i feel like on community in particular so much of the humor is really intricate yes and if you pulled away one thread i don't even know if it would necessarily work like that was one of the notes that I that I put in the script for this was that there is an intricacy to the jokes on community that I don't think would lend itself as right. much. I mean, probably there are some scenes and some lines where that wouldn't be the case, but there's a lot on community that is hyper specific, you yeah. know, right. where it's like it's a callback to something that happened two seasons ago and it's a setup for something that's going to happen that's going to happen in a couple of episodes. And there's like a background joke that ties into it, like the Beetlejuice thing, where, you know, where you just like, you can't take away any of the blocks in this Jenga tower or this elaborate joke structure collapses. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's just coming from someone who has watched it and has paid very close attention to the writing because the writing is so tight. My guess would be then your line has to change and it stops making exactly or or it wouldn't be able to because an entire scene is predicated on how this is worded even right Right. i mean if you think about like dean pelton's dialogue um and the internal puns within what he says uh or like (laughs) even there are like foreign language jokes in it Mm -hmm. there are like spanish language jokes there are french language jokes you just they're I feel like there would be a lot of dialogue that would have to be set in stone because it's so intricate in yeah, its humor. Right. I do remember there being like alternate lines for certain parts that you can try different jokes, but Kate's right. I mean, like you can't just change like the button of a scene on the day because I was like, well, right. the whole scene is building to this moment where Shirley says a thing and it's the biggest joke of the scene, but it's taking us to the next scene right. because that joke is the setup for the next act type of thing. And you can't just be like, well, I'm gonna say something else. It's like, well. Yeah, right. just, just right. to clarify in case listeners don't know what that means, the button is the final moment or beat before an act break. Yeah. So yeah. right or before it could be it of a scene com- too. Yeah. Right, like right before it cuts either to, the, to a new scene or to a commercial, mm-hmm. that last sort of zing before we move on to something else is called the button. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Cool. Industry um, lingo. Yes. I We're just want to make sure no, 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 no. You should because I, I forget <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I forget that you feel like, oh, we're hanging a lantern on this. That's like, what? So right. You, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh, working with Justin Lin, uh, of who's now of Fast and Furious fame. Um, the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo, also did yep. a lot of work on season one. Yeah. Um, did you have any interactions with them or any? Um... I did. Their uh, their office was at the corner opposite the writers, and they had they were kind of like two corner offices put together, and so they had the two doors, <clears throat> and you go into their offices. And uh, they were great guys. They were really cool. And I just, I remember when they were hired to do their first Marvel film. And I was like, what? Because it's, <laughs> I mean, guys? yeah, yeah, like those guys. Well, because, you know, like all I knew them, all I knew them from was right. community. And I feel like you watch community, it's so good. But I don't feel like you're like community, 30 minutes of spectacular. And you're like two and a half hour, massive billion dollar movie. And you're like, oh, no. This is exactly how that goes. It's like, like, no, you know, but um, I mean, they did a fantastic job, I think, with those movies. Oh, it didn't awesome. feel like that. It didn't, you know, feel like they were out of their depth or anything. But I mean, those guys personally, they were really cool. Like they were really nice and they got along with everybody. And from, yeah. from my understanding, and this is just from, you know, whatever you read on the internet. So if it's on the internet, it must be true. Must be. Everyone knows establish how. Establish the rules here. With, 100%. Yeah. Um, that they got their shot, you know, to do Captain America Winter Soldier based on how they directed the season two finale, the Western Spaghetti Western and Star Wars paintball themed episode. That's awesome. Um, which I think is, you know, pretty sweet. So, yeah. Um, Total sense. Yes. <laughs> this cast, I mean, we've talked about how just wonderful this cast and how hilarious the cast is together, especially as a group. Uh, Joel McHale, Jillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Yvette Nicole Brown, Allison Brie, Don, Donald Glover, Ken Jong, Jim Rash, Chevy Chase. All, they're just so wonderful, um, especially, you know, just how they interact together. Uh, on, did you have any, like, positives or fun interactions with any of the cast members or anything, like, any cool stories? Just, I don't know if you had any. Allison Brie seems delightful, so if she's not, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you, but no, no, no. <laughs> no! Everyone was fantastic. No, no, no. I, I feel like Danny Pudi could be my best friend, but you know. Very sweet guy. We'll talk your ear off. Like you would just run into him at like craft service or whatever. But hey, Danny, you'd be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, and very nice. Uh, Allison, uh, Gillian was the same way. I remember when they were shooting um, the Halloween episode, we had our onset craft services. And then there was like a little baby sort of mini trailer for craft services where they kept cold stuff. So if you like wanted a sandwich and go get some cold cuts and something like that, that's where that was. And I remember going into the, uh, that outside trailer one day, I don't remember what for, but Gillian Jacobs was out there dressed as a squirrel. Yeah. And, um, and she's getting something, I'm Adorable. getting something. And I worked up the courage to say, Hey, I really liked your episode of fringe that aired last night. It was really good. And she was like, Oh my God, thank you. And she, we talked about fringe for a bit. And because uh, she's in a really fun episode of that show and super nice. Um, uh, Donald Glover is very nice, very professional. Um, Joel McHale, great. I delivered a script to his house one day. That was really nice. Um, uh, Ken Jong, probably one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I have uh, a picture from the rap party with him. It's fantastic. He's, I actually have the, um, the LT Gray poster Oh, that he has. I have nice. the original mock up that okay. the art department did to show as like proof of concept, and he signed that for me. 
Um, I didn't super know that, nice. Though. You didn't know that? Yeah, I, no. I was today years old when I went. Yeah. <laughs> it's not framed. I, I, I have some cool stuff that I just don't have framed. Uh, I need to frame that. But um, super, super nice. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is, okay. If I had to like list- Another three, contender. <laughs> I know, if I had to list the three nicest people I've ever met, Melissa Ponzio, Ken Jong, no doubt. No doubt. Yvette Nicole Brown. Like just the okay. nicest people ever. Like Seems there was one really night down to earth. I mean, just... Yes, absolutely. And there was like one night uh, when I drove uh, Yvette out to her car because like the parking lot was kind of far from where we were shooting, and it was like late. So I just drove her out in the in one of the golf carts, and we just chatted. And then we got out, and I got to her car, and she was like, "All right, good night." Ah, I was like what? And I was just like, "That's nice." Like that, she's like, "See you tomorrow," oh. and that was it. And I was just like. <laughs> like alone in a parking lot in the middle of the night going like, yeah no one, you no witnessed but uh yeah so everyone uh everyone was great everyone was fantastic jim rash very funny um like everyone was just nice you know like it was not a hard set like i mean let me take that back it was all jobs are hard you know, that's just, uh, that's just how life works. But um, it was never not pleasant. It was never not fun. Right. Cause it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, Hey, we need someone to go to set me, me. I, I want right. to do that thing. Cause like you just walk, you walk in, uh, they'd have the giant sliding door <clears throat> to open up and it was always like just cracked open. And so you just walk in and there's the set. Like there is the, the study room. It was like, they built basically the because on the pilot they shot on a real all that was a real location like all those uh sets were real locations they didn't build anything for that um which is typically what happens on um a pilot right you don't want to spend uh, all that money you don't want to spend all that money if it's never going to be used that. again right. Absolutely. but um and so they just rebuilt it basically and so yeah you just walk onto the stage and it's like oh now i'm in a community college it's like the whole stage was was just built like that and it was fantastic and so it's just like any any chance you got and then you would walk through a door onto the second stage we had two stages that were touching each other and that was where the cafeteria was you know and they would have some of the uh they'd have some of the classrooms over there <clears throat> and so it was just always whenever you went down there you're going to see something cool or fun whether you know it's somebody dressed as like an outrageous character you know, it's like you're walking down there and it's like oh hey look there's danny dressed as batman up on the up on the thing yeah, you know and he's I've always wanted to ask the real batman <laughs> you know and and so it's like you, there's always something happening or you're like like doing something and it's like someone's wheeling a luis guzman statue past <laughs> you yeah. or or, or something, you know? so it, you know so there's always something interesting happen or you would um you would have to like there's a far far parking lot uh on the opposite side of paramount and we would take people to their cars there and you'd like drive by the set and it's like oh there's the sailboat in the parking lot you know yeah. it's like and they're filming that and they've got like introduction a, to sailing and, you know, in the and, they're, lot. and they're just driving it like in circles and there's people on there like fighting and all this and you're just watching it and you're like this show is so nuts yeah. but it's so much fun <laughs> you so know nuts. it's it's one of those things where it's like i feel like anybody's showing up for a set visit everything is so out of context mm-hmm. and then you're just like it's like a madhouse out here but then you watch the episode you're like oh that makes total sense now but um, you know, mentioning the show that's so nuts, I just the show came out like right after I graduated from college, and I wa- I'm watching the show. I'm thinking, did I miss out on my college experience? Because I don't remember paintball in the quad and right. and taking sailing in the park. I mean, yeah. what did I just go to the wrong school? I mean, yeah. so, yes, I yeah. did. Yes. <laughs> you should have gone to Colorado. 
Should have should have been Greenville, Colorado. Yep. Yeah. You know, one of the top community colleges in the lower southeastern Greendale region. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got one more question for you, then we can move on. Well, I have like a million more questions, but I'll ask one more and <laughs> we'll move on. Do you have like a favorite memory working on season one of Community? Oh, man. I don't know. That kiss was probably right up there. I was going to say, it's right? the whole round story. Kiss was pretty good. Um, I don't really have one abiding memory. Um, I have the abiding injury from uh, <laughs> modern warfare. Still can't but, move my shoulder. But. Yeah, I can't. I can't move That's my shoulder for a week. But uh, my my real so abiding funny. memory is more a feeling, and it was just fun. Like yes. it was just like, you know, it was just one of those jobs where it's like, my alarm went off in the morning, and I was like, I get to go to work today. I get to go do this thing that nobody understands because nobody does it, and, and no one else I know does this thing. And uh, it was just fun. Everybody was nice. People got along. It, you know, again, like every job, you've got bad days. You know, that's just life. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was just fun. It was just so much fun to go to. And, and you know, we would have, you know, like lunch would sometimes be in the cafeteria set, you know, because it's, it's there type of thing. You might as well go sit there and eat. And, was it meatballs um, every day? It was not meatballs every day. Did y'all ever, did you run out of chicken tenders every day? Because I feel like that. <laughs> I, that never, I never got the chicken, chicken tenders, tenders was way too like intricate for it not to yeah. have happened in real life. <laughs> no, I never got the chicken tenders, unfortunately. Oh, um, they were always out. They were always they out. They were always out. So you got to get there early. Just, you got to get there early. Got to know um, someone who runs the fry station. I mean, just <laughs> mm -hmm. dressed like a crazy pharaoh for you, man. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, it was just great. It was just fun. That's my so, abiding memory is just the feeling of having a really good time. That's so wonderful. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. All right, so I actually have a question for Will. Can I ask? Oh, him? oh absolutely. Go for <laughs> absolutely. it. Yes. So you also got your start as an office PA on Teen Wolf. How did the two experiences compare? Like, what was it like being an office PA on uh, Community versus being an office PA on Teen Wolf? Choose oh. your oh, good. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. What was that? I hear you. What'd you say, Ashby? Oh, I said, I just said, choose your favorite child. Good. Oh, okay. oh Teen, Teen Wolf. <laughs> Teen Wolf. Oh, uh, Teen Wolf. Okay, he but that because write that bets because yes, what's that? He didn't get to write on Community. I didn't get to that's write fair. on that's Community. Fair. I, I that's true. would not have written on Community. I am not. They, okay, to be a writer on Community, that type of show is like you have to be so funny, but you also have to be so smart. And yeah. I am so not those things. So <laughs> oh, it's it, no, it's different. So, I can so make sure, fun puns and. We can have laughs and all that. That's different. Like, I mean, wait, like where you are writing a scene and it was like, okay, we're, we're, we are writing a scene between Jeff and, and Britta or Jeff and Ovid, whatever. And it's like, this scene has to be so poignant and good. Like, I mean, like if this was a drama, it has to be good. Like this just, you know, like the stuff with, with Abed's dad and all that, where it's just like, this has to, just, this, this has to be good 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 like so good also it needs to be the funniest thing that has ever happened right. you know and you have to do both and i'm like i can barely do one of these like barely <laughs> you know and so like i remember when i first started working on the show i was like i want to try and be a writer assistant on the show i would like to try and do this but then about halfway through the first season i was like nah nope i'll try and be the writer's assistant but i don't think i have what it takes to do that job just because I, I don't want to blow my own home here, but I think I'm a pretty okay writer. 
I think I know how is to do the job. blowing your own horn? That is so- I'm pretty okay. I am, I, am, I, am, I am good enough that Jeff Davis never fired me. Because, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's that how it is. That's on the top of the resume. <clears throat> that's on the top of my resume. I'm so yeah. good Jeff Davis never fired me. But um, it's just different. It, it's like, right. I, I have tried to write comedy in the past. It's mm. never been good. I just, I, I don't have that skill set because it's like you have to be two things at once you know yeah. and i'm not saying like teen wolf was just one thing i mean it was very good but i had, know like, some lines that you wrote on teen wolf that were funny and i specifically ooh. know you wrote those lines which ones tell me okay like do you remember the bit where um where derek is gonna cauterize a wound for peter and he, <laughs> flicks, he flicks the lighter and peter's like oh that's not gonna be so bad and derek goes uh-huh and then like uses the lighter to light a blowtorch. Blow torch, yes. <laughs> and it just cuts back to Peter's face and he's just like, oh my God. That was Will. Okay, I did I did pitch <laughs> that, that line. Funny. That was funny. That was And that's that was really funny. good. Like you watch that. Okay, but the thing is, you gotta do that. Because it's really line. hard to give Derek humor. So like that's true. A plus. That's true. But the thing <laughs> I mean is you have to do that like every single every line single of every yeah. scene. Yeah, okay. It has to be funny, but also good. Yeah. Um well, so but it, it's just it's it's really apples and oranges. It's Yes. Really apples and oranges. But to answer yes. your question, working on community did help with Teen Wolf. I mean, like those aspects weren't different where it's like, okay, we are running call sheets when the 80s give them to us. We are making sides every morning before we shoot. Oh, they fixed the scenes. Oh, we have to run more sides or, or this or that. <laughs> you know, it's like all those parts are the same. Oh, you got to go to Panavision to pick up a lens or something. Like that's all the same. But it's just the atmosphere is different. Where on community, you walk outside and there's Garrett or somebody dressed crazily, you know, <laughs> or you or or as happened to me a, a number of times when we were shooting community, they were shooting um, the first season of a show called Men of a Certain Age with uh, Ray Romano and Andre Brower and mm -hmm. Third Guy. And uh, I don't. Oh, <laughs> John Leguizamo. Was Andre that John Leguizamo? What's that? I said, no and then the third guy was someone who was not Andre. Someone Brower. not Andre Brower, who yes. my mom, noin, noin. who my mom loves. Like we watched Homicide. Like I grew up watching Homicide with Homicide, her and yeah. Pimbleton. Probably one of the best characters on all third of guy. television. What's that? Bacula. Yeah. Bacula. Yeah. Scott Bacula. Okay. Yeah. And one day I, I come out of our office, I'm walking down the steps and there's Andre Brower just like walking down the street, <gasps> belting out a song, just singing to himself. You know, and like, I'm just standing there just like, before. I'm just like, oh my God. And he's like singing, and he goes like that. And I'm just like, why isn't anyone here to see these things that <laughs> happened to me? But um, no one was ever know, around and, for those moments. And yeah. Why have so, you never bragged about this before? He does you know have secret stories. I don't you know. Do you, have, you know how I feel about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Don't I act know, like you don't. I know, but he, and you know, so you trade that on community where like all of that is swapped for monsters. Right. You know, where it's like, oh my God, this scene is so funny. And oh my God, people are getting eviscerated. Right. You know, it's like, those are the things that changed everything else about the job. Say the same. Right. You know, it's like, who can, it's like, it's, it's timing when lunch is going to be called because you'd have the walkie talkies um, where you're listening. It's basically the production people down on set are all on the same walkie channel. And they're saying, oh, we're done with this, turning around to shoot uh, Yvette Nicole now or, or this or that. So we always know what's happening. And so you would do that. And then it's like time looking at the call sheet and what they're shooting and timing is like, how long do I have to get down there for catering to be first in line type of thing? So you're doing that math all the time. And it's like, okay, and you're talking to like Tim and Dan, like who's going to stay up here? 
who's taking the order to get food type of thing. And then it's the same thing on Teen Wolf where it's like, the only thing that helped that was that we were all on one stage. So the writers were just feet away from the stage. Right. And so then it's just like, because we had Jeff with us, you know, there's like, you, you walk down there and I was like, oh, look who gets to go to the front of the line type of thing. <laughs> hey. you know? But uh, the cool no, kids. We, the cool, we never did that. We never did that. Jeff was very much, because always, usually like the first people you get in there are um, Teamsters, stunts, and makeup effects. Like the people who have been, like, oh, we're doing a cannibal makeup and it takes 14 hours to get him into it. So we've been here a while type of thing. It's like yeah. front of the line, front of the line. I, uh, front, I've, I've been sitting in a chair drinking coffee, looking at a whiteboard all day. Come on, let's go, <laughs> let's go. But um, yeah, so the jobs were the same in that respect. You just change one crazy for another former crazy. Wow. You walk out and see a dread doctor. It's like, ah. There's a, yeah, there's Marty walking around with a, a dressed as a dread doctor. Like, oh my God, he pulls off his helmet. He's like, hey, what's up? It's like, oh, hey, Marty. <laughs> You know, and that's it. He puts it back on. It's like Darth Vader's back type of thing. But um, yeah. yeah. So from what I'm hearing, you know, these wonderful stories, I'm hearing a spinoff podcast, Storytime with Will Wallace. Yes. Where we just get to hear random yes. stories about Andre <laughs> sticking in a parking lot and Yvette uh, Nicole Brown asking for a kiss on her way out of, out of the yeah. golf cart. It's wonderful stories. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I'm here for apparently good. there's a bunch that you've kept from us after all these years. Well, again, I have to parcel these out so y'all still want to be friends with me. That's right. So, so, you know, I stand Captain Holt. Yeah. Can't oh, give yeah. it up. Captain Holt's like one of my favorite yeah. characters ever. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're no. in trouble. He is. Yeah, he's trying he's trying to like he's trying to like ration his really good stories because I gotta ration it out. Because at some point they're realize I'm just some guy. <laughs> Yeah, That's seven years into this friendship, yeah. he's still like, but do they really like me? <laughs> I literally... Dude, it's, been, okay. dude, it's been seven years. We're like a common law throuple at this yeah. point. <laughs> Honestly. True. Yeah. Truth. Honestly. I literally but, texted him this morning asking if he had any Teen Wolf stories we hadn't heard yet. And he was like, no. And I'm now I'm thinking he's a total liar. <laughs> <laughs> total liar. Well, see, Will, I can understand that because Ashby's been around me for a year and I'm still wondering, okay... Are we friends now, or are we just podcast buddies? I, I we're we're going to get, like, into season three of the Teen Wolf podcast, and be like, and I'll be like, well, that's my last story, and you're just going to hear, like, a mic hit the, hit the desk. <laughs> and I'm like, guys? He's done. Hello? Guys? And that's he just he, he thinks that this is the longest con that has ever <laughs> Yes. Well, I keep trying to figure it out, because <laughs> it it's like, I don't know what I offer them. It's like, I used to work on a really cool show. It's like, well, that must be why they're friends with me. Well, I don't work on that show anymore. And you know, yet. And there's something I don't see. Me and, Kyle, <laughs> me and Kyle, our other co-host, uh, we're convinced that once Ashby gets established, she's going to ditch us for another podcast. So. <laughs> and Ashby's just sitting stone. there nodding. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's the plan. Yeah. On, yeah. Eventually, I'm just going to be like, welcome to the What What Podcast. I'm Ashby Brain. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that I'm is getting all. Michelle Williams out of here. Right. Just... All right. So, which character? Yes. Does each person identify with? Any volunteers to go first? I feel okay. like I want to be cool. Jeff, but I'm Britta, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> you like bagels too? A New York yeah. bagel? <laughs> you don't get that reference, but you should. I did uh, the New York Troy. I know what a bagel is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had no self awareness, I think I'd. Is know. that a bag of bagels? No. Okay. Oh. It's just a bagel. It should be. That's how she da Dan Harmon says bagel. Like, that's where yes. that comes it's from. It's a Dan Harmon thing. It's a Dan yeah. Harmon thing. Yeah. Like, he legitimately pronounced bagel. 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 Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Okay. That's where that came from, is cool, what cool, I cool, cool. read. I believe it was in an interview, so cool. I love that. Yes, I've got her saying that now, and I don't know if she's saying it because it's community or if it's Brooklyn Nine Nine, but we've yes. got her saying. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I feel like I wish I relayed more to Jeff, but I feel like, you know, I'm with him on the sarcasm, but I just lack his confidence. I right. wish I had Jeff's kind of confidence. But I, I feel like I identify most with Abed because, you know, I'm so into pop culture. I feel like I view life through a pop culture lens. Mm-hmm. But I think the great thing about community is that I feel like all the characters are rela- pretty relatable throughout it, except for yes. Pierce. No one could relate to Pierce except for Chubby Chase. (laughs) But here's the thing about Pierce. Everyone knows a Pierce. That's true. Yes. You can can relate to to being around Pierce. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's totally true. I feel like I relate to Pierce's lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. 100%. (laughs) every Pierce needs someone in their life that just constantly follows them around going you can't say that (laughs) or you can't say that as they did in the season two premiere walks around and just tweets everything he says with under the handle old man old white man says old white man says I mean honestly I would follow that I love old white man says (laughs) yeah oh my goodness what about you Kate who do you identify with I also identify with Abed for some of the same reasons. Um, I also feel like I identify with Annie a little bit. I see a little bit of myself in Annie. It's mm-hmm. not a part of myself that I like. <laughs> like that, I, I mean, Annie, like that all the Adderall characters. Addiction. The pills, yeah. <laughs> little no, Annie uh... Adderall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, not, not to say that like Annie is not a good character, I, uh, you know, all the characters have their strengths and their flaws, but I definitely feel like the aspects of her that I identify with, I'm kind of like, I wish I didn't, but definitely some of that type A stuff. Like, I'm going to be totally honest. Will, when you wrote in the script, you wrote Senior Chang. And I was like, Will wrote Senior Chang in the script. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, She did. She turned to me and said, well i did i did and you know that if he had written if he had spelled it correctly but without the nya over the n i still would have said something i would rather that that is that is (laughs) but that is the annie in me that is the 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 like twitchy type a ness Mm -hmm. in myself that i i can relate to a little bit sadly and i i absolutely have been the person that was like i got an a minus how why yeah, 100% me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <clears throat> well, as Kate pointed out, I chose Senior Chang. <laughs> L. Tigray. Uh, L. Tigray. Spanish genius. Spanish genius. Uh, but I chose him because he is the king of fake it till you make it. And he was the Spanish teacher, but knew 0% Spanish. Yes. And I... I felt that very deeply in the core of um, imposter syndrome I carried with me every day on Teen Wolf. Uh, So it was just every day I was like, today's the day when they're like, oh, wait, he doesn't actually know what he's doing. And they're like, thank you for your time. And they give me a gold watch and I walk away. But um, uh, but yeah, so I I felt that a lot. Um, Granted, you know, 
is a little bit different, but just that whole fake it till you make it and just pretend like you know what you're doing and hopefully no one's going to catch on. Uh, so yeah, that's why uh, I, I feel that kind of connection with him. Also for a time, I too lived in the labyrinthian air duct system of a community college. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I get that. Was it's there a monkey roaming the vents with you? He was the monkey. I oh, he was the monkey. Played, you played Annie's boots. Okay. I, I he, was the he monkey played Annie's yes. for a hilarious Asian man who also lived in there with me. I was the monkey. So of course. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. So, yes. so yeah, senior Chang. <laughs> Did you go by Kevin at any point? <laughs> <laughs> Only when he had Changnesia. I had Changnesia, yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, you work at Shirley Sandwiches, the food there is Kevinly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of puns. Anyway, um, Calissa, when you said that, um, like, you felt like all the characters, you know, you the show's so good because you can pull from so many different characters and find traits in yourself in a lot of these characters. That, you know, that was going to be a point I was going to make because I see my a little bit of myself in not everybody because Ken Pierce. But, um, yeah. but uh, like, I in Jeff, like, I don't have his, you know, like overconfident nar narcissist, narcissist, like Lothario type, you know, <laughs> personality, but I understand how like people look to you as a leader to make these great winger speeches, um, you know, and then like his story arc over the course of six seasons, you know, where he hates being in the group. He, you know, everyone gets on his nerves, but he evolves into like really needing the group. Like the group kind of saved him from being a bad person. Um, I get that because sometimes I feel like I need my group, you know, otherwise I, I would be a jerk. Like I feel like they ground me. So I understand that from, um, I, I feel like that um, from Jeff's perspective, that's kind of what I get from him. Of course, Abed, um, as we've all mentioned, because I, there's not a day that doesn't go by where I'm not quoting something from Pop, <laughs> yeah. or I'm not singing something from you know a movie or a musical or whatever it's just i compare life to tv movies pop culture whatever um so that that's kind of just how i see my world through that lens um shirley is someone that i also kind of compare myself to a little bit where i can kind of um identify with her where she's a kind-hearted person strong morals you know she has her faith-based uh, background but can be overbearing, can kind of resort that's to, nice. oh, yeah, still, that's nice. That's less nice. You know, just like, <laughs> um, you know, just, uh, I, I can see that in myself a little bit. Uh, I can see the type A with Annie, like you mentioned, Kate. Um, you know, you mentioned the whole, you know, grammar thing with senior and senor, and I would have done that too, because, I, you know, I'm some, someone who just like, I don't know if it's the teacher in me, uh, even though I teach phys ed, I don't teach English, but if I get a paper and something's misspelled and you see it a lot in elementary school, I'm like, okay, let me just mark this up with a red pen real quick because this is wrong. Okay. You need to learn how to do this right. Apply yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, like, I don't know. It's like the perfectionist, you know, in me, you know, just wants to point all that and make sure everything's perfect, which it's not. Um, and then like Troy, like his, I don't know, his youthfulness, his, you know, attempts to really just kind of want to blend in and be cool. One of my favorite lines from him, um, it's it's a throwaway line and it's hilarious, but it, it, I think it does speak to, like, his relationship with the group. He says, I didn't really go to Legoland. I just told y'all that because I wanted y'all to think I was cool. Oh, 
I love that line. It's and it's a line. fantastic, and he, and he pulls it off so wonderfully. And But wrapped up, and I think this is what y'all were talking about with uh, the, the idea of writing on community, wrapped up in that one little hilarious line, there's a lot of heart behind that where he's like, Yes, that's hilarious. You didn't go to Legoland. You lied about that. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> but he's just trying to fit in, too. Yeah. And I think we can all kind of identify with that. So I feel like in what little I've seen of Community, Troy always seems like the most innocent of the group. He is. Like, he's yes, definitely. Like, the, the sweetest, you know, the one who's there for, like, the purest of motives most of the time, where, like, the others always have something going on. And, like, Troy just wants to be a part of it, you know? Well, in his penultimate episode, um, the, before Donald uh, Glover left the show in season five, um, this is, Pierce had passed away and they were being... Like, for real, though? In the show, yes, Pierce for had real, passed for away. Real? Okay. For real, for real, yes. They wanted to kill Teddy Jason. Yeah, he did, he, 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 he did not take a heart attack <laughs> okay. this time. Because I've um, seen a lot of episodes where he He dies. actually died doing something <laughs> that we're not going to talk about on this episode because it's a family-friendly show. But... Um, <laughs> But when they were doing the uh, bequeathing of the uh, things from Pierce's estate, Troy was offered um, his shares in Hawthorne Lights, valued at like several million dollars, if he sailed around the world on Pierce's boat, the Childish Tycoon. Nice reference to Childish Gambino there. And he mentioned that like, everyone else kind of figured out what they wanted. You know, Annie um, wanted to work like in criminology or like... Um, like a CSI crime scene investigations or whatever. Um, Britta wanted to be a therapist. Jeff wanted to be a lawyer. Um, Shirley wanted to open a business. They all had, you know, Abed wanted to work on, you know, in TV and film. They all had something. And Troy never had like that defined thing. Like he had a little run where, you know, maybe he's a, a janitor. Maybe he's working for the AC repair school. But he never had a really defined run of what he was getting out of going to Greendale. And he addresses that like, you know, I feel like, you know, Pierce saw something in me that maybe I didn't even realize until just now, you know, he, he, so, you know, I want, and then they, of course they turn it on and says like, you know, he's offering something I've wanted my whole life, millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and, you know, growth and all that other crap. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, he's definitely the most innocent and, you know, he, you know, his, uh, you know, he's just trying to find himself a little bit, you know, he's not, I don't think he's the youngest, he is the youngest one in the group. I think, no, he's not. And he's the youngest one. Um, because everyone's not 10 for two years, Troy. But, um, <laughs> well, that's right. Because <laughs> everyone's 10 for two years. Everyone goes through fifth grade twice, right? Mom, how much did you lie to me? <laughs> and watching him have that realization in real time is yes. so funny. So good. Yes, this is a party if she became lame. All right. <laughs> also, One of my favorite just... episodes was definitely um, when he meets LeVar Burton. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my goodness. You can't disappoint a <laughs> yeah. photo. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just, I didn't want to meet him. <laughs> they just cut to him in the corner and he's just, butterfly in the sky. <laughs> I can fly twice as high. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a <laughs> it's so and he just funny. breaks down. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, what were you gonna say? Yes, what were you gonna say, Kate? <laughs> Uh, oh, no, I was going to, I, I just wanted to congratulate you on using the word penultimate, which is such a good word, because it's a podcast and no one could see the way I lit up when you said penultimate. Yay. That word of the day toilet paper you got me is working on. <laughs> <laughs>
For, or, for a while, when Ashby was um, recording from home, she would use these big words while she was like zooming in with us. And it's like, where do you get those words? Like, this, this, Our word of the day this week is this. So I'm happy to be the one to contribute a good word. Nice. Contribute. I guess. Nice. Yeah, I messed up that word now. But go nice. Yay. Penultimate. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Compliment. Yay. Cool, cool. We don't use $10 highfalutin words on our podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. I know, but he, he does. No, if hey, I were to use that, that's what you bring. Word, if I was to use that word here in Johnston County, North Carolina, they'd be like, "What's so ultimate about your pen? Like, why is it so good?" Like, so, no. My boss asked me for a um, a synonym for choices the other day, and I said accoutrement. <laughs> she was oh. like, oh, "What accoutrement?" It's like, like, um, options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in my in my defense of my like being way too overbearing about grammar and language, in my defense, my grandmother, if you would say to her, "Where is that at?" she would respond, "I'm not joking." Behind the preposition "at." Yes. Yes. Because you cannot end a sentence yes. in a preposition, and she wanted to make sure that anyone who did so knew from that point that that was not the grammatically correct way to organize that sentence. And she would respond behind the preposition at. So I was never not going to be the Annie Edison of my pod. I'm the same way. I would ask to get up from the dinner table and I would say, I'm done. And she would go, Ashby, eggs are done. People are finished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I feel like we're getting along great. I think Hannibal Lecter would disagree, but so. I feel very tomato. Very Ross Geller, especially when it comes to like your and you, you know, Y O U R is your, Y O U apostrophe R E is you are, just like, yes. get those right. There, 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 get all those right, please. Yeah, please. Anyway, we're not a grammar podcast, so let's move on. <laughs> but we could be. We yeah. might be. Spinoffs. Spinoffs. Looking for those spinoffs. Yep. That's right. All right. What's next on our screen? Fun, we facts. Have fun facts. Fun facts. Yeah, any fun facts? Uh, let's uh, let's do some fun facts for Erica community. Erica says one per person. Yes, and I'm only gonna <laughs> pick one. I promise. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I don't have a fun fact. So, Wait, is this like about us or about community? Oh, uh, sorry. I should have uh, caveated that. Yes, you yeah. Should. So at the at the end of every episode, we do a fun fact section where, like, basically the IMDb page where it has like trivia, like oh, trivia yeah. about characters or production or you know Easter eggs, like things like that. Where you're like, in this episode, there was a basket of flowers in the background, and you'll notice that like five episodes later, the flowers were here instead or whatever. So. That's what fun facts are. Like the Beetlejuice thing would be a good fun fact. Okay. Yeah. And Beetlejuice is one of my favorite movies. So that one was so funny. Have you, do you know what plotline we're talking about, Ashby? No. Or, so, you, you want to tell her? Okay. Yeah. So basically what happens is, so you know in Beetlejuice, you say his name three times and it sort of conjures him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this episode, the name Beetlejuice is said by characters three different times throughout the episode. And if you notice, after it's said the third time, you can see Beetlejuice. Walking in the background. Yeah, just yes. walking in the background at Greendale Community just College. Just like without any context. No, right. no, context. no commentary whatsoever. It's okay. just like they okay. said his name three times and thus he was it. conjured. But there's no, they don't comment on it. It's just like in the it's background type thing. Yeah. That is one of my favorite just... 
again great with like background so intricate yeah, yeah right just this like minutia wow. of the, even the minutia of the episode yeah. was a joke in and of itself right like, so they mentioned it in um i think it was like three separate episodes actually they mentioned it in mm -hmm. season one where professor slater is like so what's uh the girls in you know brit better beetlejuice and you're talking about britta and yeah. then a season later in season two when they're doing cooperative co cooperative calligraphy um they're talking uh britta comments on jeff's underwear saying oh you're wearing the stripy beetlejuice numbers <laughs> and then in season three they mention it again like uh in the halloween episode where they're talking about the beetlejuice soundtrack and then as they say beetlejuice someone's walking in the window behind annie or britta or whoever and it's just like such a deep callback like deep callback. i mean Oh my goodness. So, I forgot yeah. that they weren't even in the same episode. No, yeah, yeah, it was like three, about that. across three seasons. Like it's yeah. like it's so crazy. That, that's a great example. You couldn't if anybody ad libbed one of those lines and didn't say the word Beetlejuice and just said, you know, Britta Beethoven, it wouldn't have worked. Right. Right. right? Because yes. it's this very intricate joke that takes place time. across multiple seasons. But I mean, also, that means the writer's room is having to keep track of something that intricate and that quick over multiple seasons so like you have to be like okay you know two seasons ago in this episode we said the name beetlejuice so we have to make sure that we're not over saying it and we're not under saying it and that exactly. We know exactly when we said right. it three times like can't. yeah which i think is kind of what <laughs> will was talking about that there's there's an exactitude to right. community that is just kind of incomparable in other shows not not to say that like right. it's there are no other shows that are great or 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 as good but it, it's part of the community style yeah. is it that it's so exacting about everything yeah yes cool cool, cool, cool. so my fun fact <laughs> <laughs> um is i really love the movie clue and um so they have yeah martin mall and leslie ann warren are in the movie and they play colonel mustard and miss scarlet and then mm -hmm. on community they're uh, married and britta's parents yes that her what? parents who were never spoken about until season right. six wow who are secretly supporting their daughter who is uh okay. raising awareness of homelessness because she has no choice <laughs> I love Clue. Yeah. I love Clue. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. And I, I feel like actually, you know, when Calissa, when you wrote that in the script, I was like an extra layer of perfection to that besides the fact that Clue is amazing um, is that I feel like there's a little bit of uh, similarity in terms of the types of humor that you get in Community and in Clue um, because Clue ranges from this sort of slapstick physical comedy to absurdism, but then also these very intricate jokes, you yeah. know, like with, with, with Clue, when they do the, um, especially if you're watching it with all three endings where all three completely work. And it's like, there are callbacks and connections in that movie as with community that you, you have to have multiple viewings to catch them all. Right. You know, um, right. so I feel like there's a little bit of a connection there. It feels like in terms of, um, the, the types of comedy that they mine and the degree of exactitude required to pull off these elaborate jokes. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. And like we've said a couple of times, like a throwaway line, it's like community doesn't have throwaway lines. It has, right. Right. there are lines in scenes that you would say that's a throwaway line because we were like a transition or, or something like that. But it's like, those were all like poured over. That's like, what's, you know, like this is on any other show, this is the throwaway line. But for us, like 
this is a joke. Like it's like every joke, every line is like this has to be the best line. Like mm-hmm. this one. I know the one that was that came right before was the best line, but no, no, this is now the also best the best line. line. And, right. and they're jokes within jokes on that. Yeah, show. exactly. Like they were very. Uh, Kate said it correctly. It was like very exacting with what they did, and I think the 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 comparison to Clue is completely spot on. Just because Absolutely. I mean that whole that whole movie is nothing but dialogue and it's all very fast and it, it just pops, but you're right. It's like, they're talking about so much stuff and there's so many jokes happening. And then out of nowhere, there's a callback to something that happened 10 minutes ago that you've already forgotten about. Cause they've raced to another room right. and they're talking about something else, you know, it's like, and now someone else is dead or this or that. And then they just casually mention something that's a joke in this scene, but it's a joke only if you've seen the previous scene type of thing and it's like i feel like community is nothing but that type of thing and um the beetlejuice example being uh, or beetlejuice being a prime example of that where it's like if you've if you're just watching that halloween episode there's no joke like you haven't gotten anything because i mean that's the whole point of that moment is like this isn't we're not talking about this this is happening and if you know what's happening great if you don't well it still works anyway type of thing and but that only comes with I mean, just working so hard <laughs> to make it so good. Yeah. So, yeah. So my fun fact um, is the relationship this show has with the long forgotten NBC series, The Cape. <laughs> so, like, I watched The Cape pilot episode many years ago, liked it, watched episode two, hated it, and I fell out <laughs> after about three weeks. So in a scene in the season two episode, Paradigms of Human Memory, which is a fantastic episode because most sitcoms, I feel like, you know, when they, I don't know how this necessarily works, so y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like sometimes they need to put together a clip show just to make their season, like number of episodes, you know, complete, and they might not have enough, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I know a lot of sitcoms do clip shows towards, you know, the end of the season or whatever. And Community takes this trope and turns it upside down and they include, it's a clip show of scenes you've never seen before. Memories that they've never talked about or ever seen on the show, which is fantastic to me. Yes. Um, But there's a scene where Abed is like sneaking up on Jeff in the cafeteria. He's got the long cape on, just sneaking up and he whips the cape around and takes uh, Jeff's tray off the table and then just runs away. (laughs) And Jeff just yells, that show's going to last three weeks. And then Abed responds with six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Death's prediction was much more accurate. It lasted for 10 episodes and there's no movie planned anytime soon. But that's uh, how community fans used, you know, that line, six se- hashtag six seasons in a movie as a ri- rallying cry uh, to will their favorite show into perpetual existence, despite the constant threats of being canceled. It did get to its six seasons. Um, Keith David, who was um, in the Cape as one of the villains, he was hired to narrate the show's Ken Burns Civil War parody, Pillows and Blankets. Yeah. Fantastic episode. So good. And at the conclusion, Jeff asked the narrator if, hey, were you in the cape? And <laughs> David's like, no. <laughs> no. And it's fantastic because Keith David was actually hired as a full-time cast member in season six as Elroy Potashnik, um, who yeah. he, I think he just did a wonderful job in that season. He's um, hilarious. Yes. Everyone who came on that show was great. Like, I Absolutely. mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, they had, um, oh, crap. Now I'm forgetting his actual name, but he plays uh, 
uh, Mike Airman Trout on Breaking Bad. Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks yes, comes in, yes. and it's just like every it's like the last person you expect to come on. Because like Breaking Bad is interested. A, yeah, but it's just like Breaking Bad is like at the height of its popularity, and he is right. a very yeah. intense character on that show. And then he's on Community, and he's astounding, you know. And it, it's it's just so much fun and like every single person they bring in even like Luis Guzman showing up mm-hmm. where you're just like this yeah. is awesome like yeah. this as is himself. as himself being yes. like what is happening with the, <laughs> you know and it's just like everyone who comes on even like in the smallest roles or even like this tight that the those little throwaway roles that would like happen like Garrett or or pop pop or uh i can't remember the character's name but uh the old man character you know i can't remember his name oh leonard Leonard. Leonard. you know but who is just like like in the first season these are just throwaway nothings but then they were just like well let's do more like i mean let's not make them nothing what do we do with them and and i feel like like just like anyone who shows up on the show is like i'm here to give 110 percent, please and random leonard you know side note here i don't know which is my favorite leonard like running gag i don't know if it's that like he reviews frozen pizzas and chips <laughs> oh, yeah. that's my favorite that's my favorite it's a buy or it's the fact like whenever he's being interviewed in the um documentary pillows and blankets he fought for the north korean army <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, his, in his little reference at the end of season two, he's, you know, Jeff, I've been in some real wars and none of them have been as terrifying as this paintball thing. <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that he's banned from a random Denny's, like, you know, the, the one place where we'll all meet again, and that place is Denny's. Which Denny's? If, if the one on, you know, highway, whatever, I'm banned from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other fun facts? Um, I wasn't really sure whether this was supposed to be like fun fact about the show or fun fact about ourselves. So I kind of tried to do both and okay. it's very like, it's really a stretch, but the, the closest that I could come to that because I'm like, well, I don't have, you know, like a personal connection to the show, but, um, there was one time while we were living in LA that Calissa and I were dog sitting at someone's house and, uh, Britt Marling's mail had accidentally been delivered there. We were like bringing in the person's mail because we were house sitting and it was addressed to uh, Britt Marling. And we were really like, uh, I I mean, I don't want to say like excited. Obviously we didn't open her mail, but we were like, oh my God, Britt Marling's dope. Like we had, we had watched uh, several of her movies, um, including Sound of My Voice, which is a really interesting movie. And I wanted to give it a shout out because I think she's a, a really interesting Uh, creative person Um, but the connection to community is that she played a a character in community in one episode she played Paige in season two episode 15 early 21st century romanticism which is the character that Britta befriends because she thinks that Paige is a lesbian Mm -hmm. and Paige befriends (laughs) Britta because she thinks Britta's a lesbian and they are both playing a game of like lesbian chicken (laughs) until they ultimately realize that in fact they are both heterosexual women who just- just boring. And they're just (laughs) boring and uh, uh, they're both heterosexual women and neither of them ever thought to actually discuss this with the other. To ask. So that that's yeah, that's that's who uh Britt Marling played on community and we just accidentally brought in her mail one time and had to 
Yeah. Try, you know, let the owner of the house know, like, you're going to need to get this to Brit Marling. <laughs> oh, was this not in that cluster of places where y'all often dog sat? It I don't was. want to use name. It was, she lived in that little thing. She lived in his place. I, I think she used to live. Yeah, oh, she his, his place. Like, gotcha. I thought you meant gotcha. they just put it in the wrong. Right. No, because no, like, the address was correct. Oh, right. It was just, a, it was addressed it. to okay. her. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So right. yeah, I'm pretty sure that where, yeah, because we, yeah, we didn't want to say the person, but yeah. But so we, we, our theory is that she previously lived where he lived at that time. Got which it. Which is a very okay. cool place. Yeah, it was, it, a uh, cool it, was, it was a cool place. So that was a fantastic dog sitting gig. I'd like to know more about how she ended up on community just because she has a very interesting career that's really like mm -hmm. offbeat and everything. And then she just does that like one episode of which uh, community sitcom, is offbeat. Which I mean is yes. offbeat. So. But it's not, yeah. I mean, she doesn't normally do comedic type stuff. Right. If you look yeah. at her filmography, she does a lot of very like independent, eccentric, but Art serious kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. And then randomly, she's just like, uh, episode of community in an yeah. episode of community playing right. straight woman who some Boring people randomly <laughs> interpret as being a lesbian right um so yeah i would be really interested in that too uh calissa but i also just wanted to shout out brit marling because she's cool yeah. never met her i just think her work is cool yeah. Yeah. brie larson yeah. also is in one episode where she just shows up and mm -hmm. and and I, love I feel like at that time she was yes. kind of not the same as Brit Marling, but she'd right. also done like more like I think at that point, um, crap now I can't remember the name of that movie, but she was doing some like serious indie stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she's in that one episode and uh she's well, fantastic she did, in it. I thought she did more than one episode. Oh uh, she did she did one in season four and I think she was in two in season five. Oh, oh okay. Um, okay. Like she ends gotcha. up coming back and see, but just a random episode in season four where she's she like shows up as someone check? as Abed would be yeah, the coat check. Yeah checker girl okay, yeah who she didn't ask for permission she just set it up on her own that's actually probably <laughs> the probably the best episode in season four is that dance episode where uh britta perry wants to do a oh a sophie b hawkins dance and not a uh yeah. which she, so, she yeah. rid of. but then sophie b hawkins shows up and it's great so yeah. um <laughs> but, uh, yeah brie larson I, I feel uh, she's wonderful um in her small time on community yeah yes, lots of great little marvel community reference crossover which i oh know, yeah yeah and that was episodes. that was what for I, it wasn't the thing i looked forward to the most but i did look forward to watching in the marvel films that the rooster brothers were directing it's like which community member is going to yes. show up mm -hmm. in this in this movie yes. and it's like and then you'd be like ah there's there's danny you know or this and, and it's just like oh here we go so yeah it's good so. I, I have a question for y'all before because i know we're we don't want to keep you too long um and we appreciate your time but I did think of a question here um, that's off the cuff. Just thought of it. I should have put it in the script three days ago, but I didn't. So if y'all don't mind indulging me for just a moment. I'll have to talk to my agent and get it approved. They all have IMDb pages. We don't have IMDb That's true. So if you say no, it's okay. We, I can't argue with you. Um, but my question is, we have our six seasons. We do not have our movie. What would be your plot or your what, how would you push for a community movie or what would your plot line, how would you set up a movie for community? Oh, and I know yeah. I wish I had given y'all three days to figure this out because uh -huh. it just hit me 20 minutes ago. I wrote it down. I was like, Oh, the community movie. I what? know exactly what I want. It just popped okay. right in my head. I want, um, the haunting of Hill house, that type of story, but with our characters, 
mm-hmm. where they are some for whatever reason at a haunted mansion. Yeah. And it's that. That's no, it's the ha- the haunting of Greendale. The haunting of Greendale. Or that. Okay. Also good. Yeah. I just want them haunted by Chevy movie. Chase's Pierce, who's not just a hologram anymore. He's an actual ghost. Okay, we're like <laughs> like But Pierce is played by like Fred Willard or something. <laughs> yeah. We're we're like horror movie obsessives. That nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, pretty much like I, I have a coworker who would like anytime someone would name a horror movie, she'd be like, "I'll bet you five dollars Kate has seen that movie," and she's all so far been right every time. That We're, is like, the most frustrating movies. aspect of our friendship is that <laughs> I'm like, like something like I'll find this movie, I'm like, "Oh my god, this looks so cool! I want to watch it with Kate and Calissa," and I'll like start texting it, and it's like, "Seen it." <laughs> seen it like, you're six months behind yeah i saw this nine yeah. years ago okay we could, t- we could tell from your dot 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 in the group chat what movie you were gonna say and we saw it three years ago and that's it's very frustrating because they've they've it's fantastic because they've seen so many horror films so it's right. like they introduced me to a lot of great stuff but sometimes i want to be like but i want to like show you most, something but. the most like off the wall like c rated horror movie i've ever oh, watched boy. just probably because of the cast and like devour yes it's devour (laughs) we just need devour come on now then i was like they've definitely seen that yeah i just like go Go ahead ahead. no you go ahead that's just such a trash movie i mean he's very jensen ackles is so pretty in that movie but it is trash trash. and there's there's a scene i won't get specific because this is family friendly but there's a very weird but y'all know y'all know what scene we're talking about you don't need to that's like the only thing i really remember about that movie is how awkward that is is. (laughs) oh my gosh Side note, we're doing an episode on Scream in October. Open, yes. open invite for y'all to come talk yeah. about Scream. Oh, yeah. so, we're into horror a lot, but we're really excited to talk about Scream because yes. that has a very, like, the The show or the... Uh, the or movie. The, 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 the series. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The good just one. The, just yes. the first one, or are we going full We'll sequels? do the first one, and then maybe we'll get into some sequels later. Yeah. Because okay. I've only seen... I will say, that is one where I've fallen short, because I've actually only seen the first two screen. Me films. too. But I am happy to uh, we will, figure out what the other ones uh, are based I will on say, pop culture references or something. So. Scream mm-hmm. 3 is not great, but you probably should watch it anyway. Scream 4 is really, really good, and I'm really surprised it didn't do like better it. at the box office. Yeah. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Is that the one really with Allison Brie? Yes, Allison yeah. Brie's in Scream okay, 4. Okay, there you um, go. Hayden Penitary's in there. We brought it back um, around. Yes, we did. We brought it back. Full circle, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I was showing my uh, friend of mine the Scream movies because he had never seen them and just multiple Scream 4, but he was like in shock with like the ultimate reveal in Scream 4. Just Interesting. Really floored. Yeah, because so. I've, I've only ever seen one through three. Well, I haven't seen four yet. It was the about. scream all along. Yes. The scream was the friends we made along the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll learn more about that in Scream 5 next year. So. There you go. All right. So, Haunting of Hill House. It could be the Haunting of Greendale. Mm-hmm. Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen would be in it. Of course. Um, and I feel like it would be really fun because Bly Manor was also good, but one of the things that I missed about Hill House when watching Bly Manor was how they had each episode was from a different character's perspective. They did a little bit of that in Bly Manor, but it wasn't as, um, it wasn't used as much as as Hill House. And I actually think it would be really cool to do a movie that was like partially a send up of the haunting series, but also a send up of anthology films where each part of the movie is from a different main cast member's perspective. So you can get a little of that same like 
intricate joke telling that we got on the show over multiple episodes, but mm-hmm. it would be in multiple multiple like segments of the movie. So there might be something that we see in the background in Abed's perspective, but it doesn't really come to fruition until we get, you know, Troy's perspective or something like that. That would be really fun. And also they were really good at doing their like Halloween or spooky episodes in a way that yes. is like very lighthearted and fun, but also plays with a lot of those scary tropes. That would be yeah, so much fun. 100%. Yeah. My pitch, I mean, it's not really a pitch, but you know, just I like to tie up loose ends. Um, in the episode after Troy left, uh, which is the the bear dance, bear down from your turns. Uh, where, <laughs> yeah, on the TV screen, they're talking about the bear attack at the birthday party. But on the little scroll at the bottom, they mention yeah. Lavar Burton and non celebrity guests captured by pirates off the coast of some country, and. <laughs> And yeah. we never got any like closure on that. So like my pitch would for community would be like, okay, we got to find where Troy is. Right. Um, we we got to figure out you know how to save him and Lavar Burton from the pirates and and um, it's not very original, but I just I want to see Donald Glover back on the screen with those people's people once again. Um, I want to see him and Abed one last time. Um, yeah. So maybe like a, a a Treasure Island. But yeah, so like a, or like a like a national treasure, treasure island type thing, you know, just and it's Troy and Lavar Burton. Yes, yeah. nice. and also Nicholas Cage. And of course, Nicholas Cage was the pirate. Has He's the make... king. Yes, yeah. he has. Oh my to god, Nicholas Cage is the pirate king. <laughs> He's oh. the pirate king. And Abed being so meta and fourth wall breaking me like it's him. <laughs> He's a cat. He's a sexy cat. We just. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. He's a sexy cat. <laughs> what was your idea? Uh, I think it would be fun for like all the characters have gone their separate ways and mm-hmm. now they've kind of like just become very like successful and like you know lost touch with their Greendale roots so then they uh they all have to like come back to like save Greendale for whatever reason maybe it's been taken over and they've cut all like the ridiculous classes and it's just straightforward and they're like no Greendale is the heart yes. soul of the world and you can only get great people and creative people by having a school like Greendale, more right. schools should be like it. And I don't know how to work more wackiness into it. It would just have to be like well, built course, in there, but bring the them climax, all back. The climax of the movie has to end in a paintball war. I mean, obviously. So. Obviously. Uh, obviously. Are you thinking a like, a, like a Romy and Michelle vibe? Yeah. 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 Or, I want a paintball war to take place in uh, the blanket fort. <laughs> yes. Yes. Messy. Tie all the yes. references together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Paintball guns. Yes. Yep. Also, LeVar Burton is there. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of, yes. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> He's standing beside Louis Guzman. So, and his There statue. you go. <laughs> oh, or maybe it's Abed who's made a, he's gone super Hollywood and he's going to make a Greendale com, uh, community movie. Yes. And so oh. everyone has to go to be like consultants. Yeah. And they could, they could build on their, because they did a couple of the filmmaking episodes. Yeah, documentary yes. episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one would be like actually taking a, a, a foray into a fictionalized uh, rendering of Greendale or something that would be fun. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fun. And everyone wants to go with a different tone. Shirley wants to make it like a religious film. Of course, yeah. Everyone <laughs> wants to make it a very serious topic film. Right. It's like Blackfish, but at community college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All good ideas. Those are good. We should be writers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. If only we were writers. I, I just want my own IMDb page now. That's, that's all. right. That's <laughs> all I want, mine. Just I want that and one little credit, and I'm, I'm good. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm that's working all, That's all we want. <laughs>
All right, uh, Ashby, do you want to um, just do our social media shouts real quick before we? We actually off? did have a few because I was very vague because I didn't want to do a big reveal yet. So I was like, just for reasons that I can't explain, tell us how you feel about community. <laughs> <laughs> we actually surprisingly had some people tell us. Um, so Amanda Gaddis said it's in my top five most rewatched shows. I feel like by the time I learn what your secret project is, I'll have to start watching it all over again. Yes. <laughs> She's going to be like, no, I should watch that. Um, and then on our Instagram, we had someone comment, um, I love that show. And then, hot take, we had someone comment, first few seasons were legit my favorite TV show. Then it fell off hard, LOL. Wrong. <laughs> Other than the gas leak here, right. season five was strong, and season six wasn't as strong, but it had some really good moments. I That's, mean, anyway, I mean, the first season, the first episode of season six is ladders. That's what the internet had to say, which is paying off a gag from season three, where they talk mm -hmm. about the class ladders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's great. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm back. I feel on. Like okay, they just had a very like elaborate bible for the show. Mm -hmm. Show bible. Like, yeah, yes. show bible. Mm -hmm. Teen Wolf is over there. Like, I love Teen Wolf, but they're like, when's a character's birthday? Meh. <laughs> we know that, we know that Derek is a Christmas a baby. We know that's that Derek actually, is a Christmas baby. That's not fully true because there's conflicting data on that. Shut up. Are you serious? <laughs> I was talking with a, with a fan the other day. No. And I, we, I, I, I've been in love with that yeah. piece of canon for like years. Wait, and they're like, a Christmas baby? Derek, Derek is a Christmas baby. I, but, so, like, I feel like I Melissa asked me. Yeah, fan wanted me to ask Will, and Will's like, "What was it? What was your answer?" Well, I said it was something. She was like, "So is Derek's birthday December something?" And and Christmas. I just stared at it for <laughs> Christmas, whatever. And I just stared at it for a long time, and I just responded with, "Well, time and age are nebulous in the werewolf <laughs> society. They, they Honestly, don't think about it the way we humans do." And, and then she responds with, saying? "So is that a no?" And I was just like, yeah, yeah that's it's a he's, no. I, I he's a question. <laughs> older, older than you might. Wait, what? What is the? It's, what is it's the thing? older, older, older than, than we look, but younger than you might. Something know. I don't know. Something. Older than We're younger than we. Then we look, should be, or something. Older than you would think. Is Wait. it Styles' birthday in March? Right. Uh, I feel like I saw something about that, and see, I, the I've problem. Had, what really is the problem is they released uh, what was supposed to be canon uh, Teen Wolf calendar with characters' birthdays on it. I worked on that calendar. Did you? I did. And then it wasn't canon. <laughs> so, well, so I guess you're the one canon. who came up with uh, uh, Derek's birthday being a Christmas baby. I might I might have that document somewhere. I'm in love with that. I'm in love with that headcanon. Don't take that from me. Don't take that. <laughs> it was in the DVD. Off. It was in a DVD case, right? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. He's a Christmas baby. <laughs> but yeah, I was just very impressed by like the uh, community Bible because there's so many other shows where they like retcon themselves like yes. 100. all the time. That wasn't, but... that wasn't a sacrilegious thing, by the way. That's what they call them. No, yeah. that, that's what the yes. writers wrote. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay. I'd yes. love to read the community Bible. If anyone can find yeah. one. So. Like a phone right. book. Yes. <laughs> would be, yeah, if I can get a copy of that for my birthday, that'd be great. Just right. saying. Well, that my goes back to, is canon. It so. goes back to that, <laughs> that nothing on God that show canon. is a throwaway. So right. they mention, you know, Jeff is like, there's a class on ladders. That's yes. a joke. And then, like, two seasons later, they're like, remember the you ladder? Got class? A ladder biting into we got to do that now, you know, where it's just like there's no, everything is a thing on that show that's worth remembering. And, right. yeah. 
I remember the day that I found out through some like article that J.K. Rowling's publisher had hired a person whose job it was to track every single thing that had been mentioned about Hogwarts in the book from book to book so that she never contradicted what like where the staircases were where the doors were where each classroom was like what lefts and rights that you were taking and like if someone had been here then they couldn't be there and and i was just like what like there's people that that's their job to keep track of these things george r, r. martin has two people living in sweden who do that they run uh i think it's the ice and fire website and that's wow. how they met and then so yeah he sends them the books as he's writing them and he's like is this right did I, mess I this would up? have loved to do that for Teen Wolf. I would have yeah, volunteered no, yeah. tribute so fast. Right. They, they probably should have job. hired that person for the Fantastic Beast movies. I'm just saying. Or just not made them. Or just not. I mean, uh, you know, I'm okay with them. that too. Hot take. Uh, seven books are just fine. Okay, we don't need yeah. all the rest. I, I'm yeah. saying I could. Well, I'm kind yeah. of not in a good place with Harry Potter right now. But well, uh, we, at under that time, we understand who at is, that who time, is in a good right. place. I would yes. have been fine for more, but I'm just right. like, you are shoving in all this yes. interesting stuff that you're not going to do anything right. with. Right. And yeah. it's just like, stop, stop that. No, definitely. It, like at, at one time, I would have been like happy to keep track of the continuity of Harry Potter. But, yes. you know, anyway. Yeah, unfortunately. But we'll it we'll is talk really about Harry cool. Potter in September. So it is really cool that there are uh, there are people who like that's their whole job is continuity. Absolutely, really interesting. So yeah, I want a community Bible. I'm just okay, <laughs> okay, that's what I'm taking away from this. I got it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh well, folks. It belongs in a museum. Yeah, it does. Well, so yes, do you. And, and that museum is here in our podcasting room. So, <laughs> well, you've just stopped being a podcasting group. You've now become something unstoppable. I hear pride pronounce you a community. And I yeah. didn't just butcher that line. Wow. Um, <laughs> a big thank you so much. Yes. I cannot express how grateful I am for Will, Calissa, and Kate for y'all joining us today. I'm going to make you a promise. So, like, I was going to listen to like Ashby's episode of the Teen Wolf thing, but mm -hmm. I want to really support you guys. So, I haven't seen the show. I'm going to watch an episode at a time and listen to your podcast after I watch the episode. I just convinced so, someone to do that the other day too. To show so so solidarity happy. with you guys and thanks for your support and coming on the show with us today. Um, and maybe I'll become a Teen Wolf fan because you're gonna uh, love you it. will. It's, it's, you're gonna love it's it. great. You will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a promise. That's a threat. Yeah. So, <laughs> in case that I wasn't wanna, clear. Yeah, I just yes. no ambiguity. Oh, you will. So um your throat out with his teeth. That's a reference you'll understand later. Yes. That's right. But we can't wait to hear Ashby's episode or in any of the other Return to Beacon Hills uh Teen Wolf rewatch episodes. Um and for the listeners, if you are a Teen Wolf fan or if you're just a fan of Witty Banner like today's episode, I'm sure they'll have something for you as well. So make sure you check them out. So do you guys want to do a little like a little sign off to just remind people where they can find you when the time comes? When does do you know do you have a date for your premiere so, episode? Yeah. Our first episode is going to go up um, where we talk about Wolf Moon, the Teen Wolf pilot, on June 5th, because that's actually the original air date for the pilot. Nice. Cool. Ten years okay. ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah, cannot <laughs> believe that. Now I feel really old because wow. I watched it in real time. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um <laughs> 
but yeah, so that's when it'll go up and it will be on Spotify, everywhere that you can find podcasts. Yep. So we will be sure to share, mm-hmm. you know, retweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna all, tag tag you guys. We're tagging you guys. We're we're hyping you up um, with our two hundred fans. Thank so. you. <laughs> And that's 200 more than we got so we'll definitely be I like promoting uh this on ours as well so people can yeah because i mean you got it i love that you guys discover anything pop culture related yes. it's just very cool and i feel like yeah there's something everyone can enjoy one day mm-hmm. i really want to feel led to do what y'all are doing with team Wolf, but with community and do an episode by episode that would be amazing. So, yes. So that, that's a yes. dream one day. And then, the then you'd have to take a gap year and then you could come back to it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. So. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons, Six seasons in a movie. movie. Yes. Look, I'm catching on. You are. You belong now. You're streets ahead at this point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank y'all again for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having us. It's been so much yes, fun. This is so much fun. It. So much fun. We are now best friends, you know. Uh, read the fine print in the contract. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, until next time, listeners, stay as cool as the other side of the pillar. We'll see you next week. What what podcast? Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie.